On a recent episode of Stats and Stories, Tamandra Harkness talked with us about the rise of today's data economy. On today's episode of Stats and Short Stories, we want to shift the focus to the future of that data economy and how advancing technologies like the metaverse will play in. I'm John Baylor. Stats and Stories is a production of Miami University's Departments of Statistics in Media, Journalism, and Film, as well as the American Statistical Association. Joining me as a panelist is Brian Tarrant, editor of Significance Magazine. Rosemary Pennington is away. Our guest is writer, comedian, and presenter Tamandra Harkness. Harkness writes and presents documentaries for BBC Radio and is the author of the book Big Data, Does Size Matter? She is a fellow of the Royal Statistical Society and a founding member of their special interest group on data ethics. Her four-part series in Significance Magazine discussed the data economy and its future. Brian, I think you had a question related to this to start our chat. So, Tamandra, we've been talking about your uh, four-part series on, on the data economy, the history of the data economy, and, and part four ended with a look at what the possible future of the data economy might be. You know, all the changes we're seeing now, what that might mean uh, for, you know, for those con- companies that operate in this, this space. Now, it was literally weeks after uh, we'd signed the magazine off and it was, it was you know, with the printers, uh, Facebook and meta and the metaverse became a huge talking point uh i didn't know what it was i had to look it up uh it turns out there were lots of overnight experts about the metaverse and what it would be and what it would do and but i thought that actually you know given given the proximity to this series uh, and this you know this new announcement from facebook i wondered if you had a perspective on how the metaverse idea might change uh, the the possible future for the the data economy and in what ways it might change it. The metaverse, I mean, the idea that you live or certainly interact in a very virtual environment, is in a way it's going to be a thing. It's going to be a a, a digital space in which people do stuff. But but in a way, it's also a great metaphor for the way that the digital economy works, in the sense that. A lot of the digital economy is about observing each of us in our everyday life and turning that into digital information. And of course, the more we do that through technology, the easier that gets. But if you're doing everything in a metaverse, then everything you're doing is already translated into digits. So the way that you the way that you move, where your eyes look in the virtual space so who or what you're looking at, your your movements, your your facial expressions, uh, who you talk to, obviously, but also the implicit things, the, the behavioural things that you're not aware of, will all be automatically turned into digital information in Facebook's hands. So, I mean, that in a sense is the complete counter to the move towards people having more control of their own data, because if everything you do is just generating digital information all the time, then it's collected by default and can be analysed by default, and none of us will know really what exactly Facebook is applying to that and how it's how it's using it to better understand or predict us. So I, th- I think that is like the counterpoint to, oh, we'll all have control over our own data, and, and a useful counterpoint, because in reality, obviously, we're not going to live in a future where each of us has control over all the data about us individually. And if we turn the tap off, we would suddenly disappear from the digital universe because, you know, your bank is still going to have <laughs> all the information about you and your travel card is still going to generate information about where you've been. So, 
you know, it's a bit of a myth that we'll have complete control. But certainly in the metaverse, lots of things that you're not really aware you're doing, like where your eyes go, or even as I'm talking now, you see, I'm slightly hesitating as I think, all that sort of thing probably could be used by some algorithm to determine whether I'm spontaneously thinking as I speak. You know, if you really wanted to get some psychologists involved, they could probably try and infer why I feel hesitance about certain words, what emotions are going on. Not necessarily very accurately, but you know, well enough to, to convince some advertiser that you've got great insight into my mental state. And then presumably in this metaverse, there will be billboards and personalised adverts, which only I will see, uh, and that will pick up on my insecurities in that moment or see where my eyes are going and give me more stuff like that. It will be interesting to see how much it changes. But yes, I think you're right. I think it's it's like the counterbalance to the more explicit control over data. And I couldn't help but think actually that it, it linked to a, 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 one of the comments that you signed off the article with was about, you know, these companies not really wanting to get to know us personally they just kind of want to get in between us and whatever it is we want to do so that they can help to influence that and that this just seems like like perfectly getting in the way of everything if you know if if our entire online life is in a metaverse right they're in they're there they're present the opportunities for influencing i guess are uh manifold if not infinite you know yeah i mean it will always be like they will be the water in which we swim as fish so just as a as a yeah the in real life part of our world <laughs> that we will continue to live, I, I hope. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be a battery for some future uh, future machine. Um, so my question is, it, it, you know, how much will the the devices that are part of the Internet of Things start to play out as in as being embedded in this? You know, I could I can well imagine that we're go we'll go from these being novel things that we might add on to devices we purchase to being default and fully integrated. And so if that's as these as this occurs, you know, that seems like that kind of that separation between what we're doing in, in, the, in a metaverse versus what we're doing in real life starts to get closer and, and more and more connected. No, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, the default now is for devices to be supposedly smart, but certainly connected. So your fridge, maybe, or your central heating system will all be connected, not only to the electricity supply, but also to the internet. I mean, cars, for example, cars now by default are connected to the internet so they can not only be electronically monitored to see if they're going to break down, but also they know where you where you go, how well you drive, all this kind of thing. At the moment, I think use of that data is quite patchy and opportunistic, but I think it it's easy to see how that can all be connected up. So yes, in a, in a way, maybe even if we don't log into the Facebook meta world, maybe we will all be living in the metaverse to a greater or lesser extent, unless we go back to only using technology made in the 20th century. Yeah, as, as we, we close this episode that we're recording virtually with two of us and, you know, in one country and one in a different country and it seems so seamless now i mean it's inconceivable a decade ago now is seamless today one can only imagine what the what a decade in the future will, will appear uh so so tomorrow that's, that's all the time we have for this episode of stats and short story thank you so much for joining us again it's a pleasure 
That's in Stories is a partnership between Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media Journalism and Film and the American Statistical Association. You can follow us on Twitter, Apple Podcasts, or other places where you can find podcasts. If you'd like to share your thoughts on our program, send your email to statsandstories at miamioh.edu or check us out at statsandstories.net. And be sure to listen for future editions of Stats and Stories where we discuss the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics.